Hello, and thank you for tuning into Bible study. It is a beautiful, sunshiny, clear day here in Taos, New Mexico. Very warm and so grateful for this beautiful day that God has made. So thank you for tuning in, and I'm excited about this word. I just recently returned from a mission trip in the Northwest Coast, and it was such a powerful time, and I'm thankful for this word and how it relates a lot to the mission that I was just on, but also how it relates to going through warfare and difficulties, challenges, trials, opposition, as we are declaring the kingdom, proclaiming the kingdom throughout the earth. We know that there's war at the door and there's opposition as you step into the places that God has called you, but it's not without opposition. However, that this will give you tools of dealing with those kind of things. So I pray that this would just be a study that encourages you, builds you up. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you for this time in your word. I thank you for who you are. I give you glory, magnify, and bless your holy name. I thank you that you have given us tools, that you are the Lord of armies, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh, Sabaya, Lord of armies, Lord of hosts. I thank you that you are God and you are mighty. You are our strength, our rock, our shield, our protection, that no matter where you call us or whatever assignment that we have of whatever mandate upon this earth, that you are the one that gives us grace to fulfill, that you are the God who gives us the strength. It is your salvation and by your grace we go and we step into what you have for us. So I just thank you for this time. I pray that it encourage the listeners, that those who hear it, that it would fall upon good soil of their hearts, and that they would just encounter you in such a deep and tangible way this week, and no matter what situation they're going through, Father, that you are Yahweh Sabaoth, who has got this in your hands, and we just give you glory in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen, and that is the title of this study. It is Lord of Armies, and that in Hebrew is Sabaoth, Lord of Armies, Lord of Hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, and when we know know whose we are and who has us, we can go boldly and confidently, not in our own strength, but in God's strength, because he is the one that takes us, that protects us, that it's by his grace that he leads us, he speaks to us, he gives us insight as we take each step in obedience that he leads and guides every step, and he shows us along the way how to go. That is the beauty of walking in him. We're going to take a look at this first passage. It's Psalms 50, 10 and 11. It says that every animal of the field and forest belongs to me, the creator. I know every movement of the birds in the sky and every animal of the field is in my thoughts. The entire world and everything it contains is mine. And this is Yahweh speaking. He is the one that created all things. He is the one that created every animal that not even one animal drops from the sky that he does not know. That he knows not only the hairs on our head, but he knows the coming and going of every Every creature, every movement of every bird in the sky, every animal of the field is in his thoughts. The entire world and everything it contains is God's. And that just gives us perspective that we know that all creation glorifies and praises the God who created us, who created all things, that all creation declares his glory, that all creation in the birds in the air and the creatures below were created. They are his. And we are his. And when that reality hits,
hits us and we encounter his beauty, when we encounter the creatures of the sky, when we encounter his creation and his beauty, we can hear his love story. We can hear him speaking to us. We can hear him confirming his word for us, his word for protection, his word for victory through all his creation. And that's what I experienced when I went on this trip in the Northwest. There's so many eagles. And of course, eagles are so special to so many. And especially being a Native American, eagles are such a symbol of courage and strength and overcoming and flying and soaring above circumstances and having a large perspective and being able to rise above the storms. And the eagle has so many powerful insights just by the kind of creature that it is. I was talking to this gentleman at this overlook. The Holy Spirit had spoke to me to talk to him and I ended up getting to pray with him and it was a powerful divine appointment. But during our conversation, we were speaking about eagles and he was explaining to me about this eagle's nest and he was telling me about the crows that would come and hassle this eagle while he was in this nest that we were looking at. And he said, but they don't even mind. You know what they do? They just soar. They just soar up higher. And the higher that they go, the crows just fall down because they can't get enough oxygen as they go high. They can't breathe in those high places. It was such a metaphor to me as he shared those words and he didn't even really know what he was sharing to me. But the Holy Spirit was just reminding me that no matter what comes your way and no matter what opposition, no matter what enemy attack, that eagles soar above that. They just get higher. And that's such a strategy for us when we enter new territories or when we're praying on the land or we're just going through life in our homes, in our families, in our situations, whatever it is, the solution is always get higher, getting into that heavenly realm, that place of worship, that place of praise where you're just lifting up the name of God, the one who created all things. You're just magnifying him, worshiping him, praising him, and that shifts your heart, that shifts atmospheres, that shifts the attack of the enemy. It is such a powerful tool that we need in this time to war from that heavenly place. And just remember that God created all things. He created the birds. He created the eagles. He created all creatures. And as I was meditating on that and worshiping God as I was praying at this coastline, and I was led to go to the Northwest to pray over the rivers. Of course, we've done that over the course of two years. We've been across the United States five times. We've prayed in major rivers, dams, lakes, bodies of water. God has led us across the United States over this past two years. But we hadn't gone to the Northwest or to the Northern Plains. Those are the only places that we haven't gone. And Florida is the other place we've gone to most except for those. That's why I was led to go there this last week and went up through Canada, also through Washington and Oregon and going as led by the Holy Spirit to pray in these various places that the living water of heaven would just touch these waters, the salvation of God. I was praying for protection over the waters and praying Psalm 91 and different things over the waters. And as I was at this Richmond Salt Walk, that's what it's called, Richmond Salt Walk. And Richmond actually means protector. And I was at this salt walk and I was worshiping God. I had had a really rough morning actually, and it was a big trial and I was focusing 
on the problem and I just began to worship, just began to praise, began to sing, I'm going to war from heaven. I'm going to war from heaven. I'm going to make a joyful sound. I'm going to war from heaven. When enemies abound and no matter what the world may say, I'm going to worship and praise him anyway. I'm going to war from heaven. So I began to lift my voice in worship and in praise and speaking of soaring above the circumstance on wings as eagles. And as I did that, this eagle just flew out of nowhere. Baldy just came right towards me. And it was such a powerful experience. And it happened three, four times just that day. And the day before that, nine eagles, as I was praying on these waters and would finish praying, the eagles would come. And this scripture just speaks to me like how God owns all these animals, created all of them, and all creation is confirming his word and confirming who he is and confirming that we can war from a higher place, that we don't have to get bound by this world, by circumstances, by situations, by things that try to come and distract us away from that heaven place, that place of worship, that place of overcoming, that place of victory, because that is God's word for us. It is victory. It is overcoming. It is his love. It is his protection. He is the one that holds us. He is the one who created us and he loves us. And so that's such a powerful illustration that I experienced. I wanted to share that with you. And this is Matthew 5, 10 through 12. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And notice that persecution goes hand in hand with the kingdom of heaven. So we go through and walk through persecution and blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Who's righteous? Yeshua. He is the one righteous. And when we suffer for his name and we suffer because of what he calls us to do and we're spitefully used, accused, and come against. He says, blessed are you. Verse 11 says, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before for you. And this, of course, is from the Beatitudes. And when Yeshua is speaking, giving the Sermon on the Mount, he himself suffered so much persecution. We, his disciples, his apostles, his followers, too, go through trial, go through persecution, false accusation. We are not any greater than our Savior. And so these are tools for us that as we are going through those kind of things in our lives, that we can touch heaven, we can bring heaven down with our worship and our praise in the midst of it. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies, and we do not have to become bound by fear, bound by dismay, bound by hurt and unforgiveness and bitterness. We can war from the heavens. We can praise. We can worship him and watch him move and watch him confirm his glory. Hallelujah. For those who are persecuted, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we are here to serve the kingdom and declare the kingdom of heaven upon the earth. And as kingdom citizens, kingdom people, we are here to declare his principles upon this earth. The government of heaven upon this earth. And when you 
pray and you go and you're out there taking territory in the spirit, proclaiming who rules and reigns, that his will be done and accomplished on this earth as it is in heaven. Yeshua came with a different kingdom. He came with a different mindset. He came not in the kingdom of man, but in the kingdom of heaven. He was a man demonstrating the kingdom of heaven upon the earth. And he was persecuted and hated because he wasn't normal. He didn't do things like everybody wanted. He didn't do it like they wanted. He was different. He brought a message of love. He brought a message that was breaking down the barriers of that time. He wasn't trying to fight in man's ways. He had different weaponry. Hallelujah. He associated with those who were sick. He associated with the outcasts. He associated with women. He associated with those that he wasn't supposed to. And he came to demonstrate the kingdom and the kingdom principle. The power of the Holy Spirit of God dwells within us and we too are kingdom citizens seated in heavenly places because he has placed us there to declare his kingdom upon this earth and to take territory back from the enemy. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. But there's persecution and we rejoice exceedingly in gladness that we're counted worthy because great is our reward in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 84, 5 through 9 says, Blessed and greatly favored is the man whose strength is in you, God, in whose heart are the highways to Zion, passing through the valley of weeping or the valley of Baca. They make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob, Selah. See our shield, O God, and look at the face of your anointed. The king is your representative. That's the amplified. It's saying, blessed and greatly favored is a man whose strength is in God. Our strength does not come from men. It does not come from titles. It does not come from this world. Our strength comes from the one who created it all, that it's all his. The eagles, the cattle on a thousand hills. Every creature is his, and our strength is found in him. When you're going through a trial, it can become a spring of living waters. When you're going through situations, it can become an opportunity to get higher, an opportunity to press into those living waters. Hallelujah. As early rain covers it with blessings. And I love that. The valley of weeping. You might have been going through some weeping times or some circumstances, but as we worship and get into the presence of God, it becomes a story of victory. It becomes a story of soaring. It becomes a story of God's grace and goodness to deliver, to protect, to demonstrate his glory in your life and reveal his love, his tremendous love for us that we don't earn. We didn't deserve that kind of love. When we look at ourselves examining our hearts, we know that we fall short of the glory and yet his love is saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have called you I have chosen you to fulfill your purposes upon this earth. I have called you and anointed you and I am your strength. Not you, not man, not what people's opinions are of you, but I am your strength. Hallelujah. He is our protection. It says they will go from strength to strength. Glory to glory, increasing in victorious power. That is the beauty of missions. I love go 
going on missions because every day it's increasing in strength as you go out and you just step out in obedience with one assignment and you just watch God move and shift and reveal his glory from strength to strength, victory to victory. There is nothing like our God. There is nothing like his grace, like his provision. There is nothing like him upon this earth. Nothing can compare. And as he takes you from strength to strength, he increases your strength as you go. And he gives you tools as you go. Literally, after that day upon the coast, he called me to go to Canada. And that wasn't something that I had in my itinerary. I had considered it possibly. I didn't really have an itinerary. I just usually get some dates. I get a general assignment and then as I go, he reveals each step so clearly. I don't have to know the whole picture. If I did, I couldn't have even planned it. It's just stepping out and taking those steps in faith and watching him unfold his mystery and reveal himself. It is powerful from glory to glory. So he called me to go to Vancouver. Of course, there's tons of eagles there and to go pray there on top of a mountain and then at the waters to pray at this really powerful dam that is the drinking water of the whole region and called Cleveland Dam. Beautiful place. Before I went to Canada on the coast where I saw the eagle the day before, he gave me nine stakes. And those are like railroad pegs and they're metal. And they are used to attach the railroad down. And of course, sometimes you can find some on the side that are loose or you can find some that are old that were discarded. So I was keeping my eye out on the coast as I was walking on these railroad tracks the Holy Spirit had me pray at this certain location where the sun was setting and it was so beautiful and he had me to pray right at that location I found nine stakes all in a row all prepared all set out and they were all older kind of rested however I knew they were for me to stake the land because one of our assignments when we went across Route 66 this summer was to stake the ground to go to the gates along the highway and to stake the ground and prepare the highway for revival in the spirit and to pray at these certain cities and locations. And we did that all the way to Los Angeles as a family. And there was three consecutive revivals there that we encountered. And we had only planned on going to one. The other two we discovered as we went. And it was so powerful because the third one that we went to was a giant tent revival at the very end of Route 66. And we had no idea, but God knew. So we were there to pray in the spirit because when we pray and declare the kingdom upon the earth, it prepares a highway for the message of salvation. It breaks down principalities and the things that would otherwise hinder the word from going forward. So these are spiritual declarations that go out of our mouth, but they do things and they move in the kingdom and they move in the spirit and they prepare the highway for the Lord. At the end of that mission, we were doing our very last stake on the border of New Mexico and this glory train began to come through and that's happened to us many times as we pray that we'll finish declaring and then a glory train will shoot right through and it's loud and honking and coming right through where we're praying and that's where we saw BNSF railway and when I looked it up I found out it was a rail line that goes all the way up through the Pacific Northwest and up the coast and so I was reminded of that assignment as I was on the coast in the Northwest on this railroad and as I finished declaring and finished praying on that coast that day after getting the nine railroad stakes there was a 
glory train that came through and it was the BNSF. And I was reminded, oh yeah, here I am finishing that assignment that had come from this summer. So I love how God confirms his assignments, confirms his word, gives us strategy on how to move through situations. And he's so faithful. And as I was in Canada, I had the stakes in my car and I was shown to stake the borders and the boundary lines of the country and also in certain cities and by rivers or however he led me. However, I went to place my first stake in Canada right on the border between Canada and the USA and I didn't have a hammer. So I was trying to do it with my foot and the ground was pretty moist because it had been raining. But then I looked to the right in the middle of all this manicured landscaping, there was this rock. And it was just kind of just stark and sitting out there like it had been placed there on purpose. And I used it to hammer down the stake. And as I crossed over back into the U.S., I was just asking the Father, Lord, lead me to the next place that you would like the stake to go. And he had showed me to do it along the highway, much like we had done on Interstate 40, which is Route 66. So this was Interstate 5. And I literally was praying that and an eagle landed in a tree. So I pulled over to take its picture, but I also knew that that is where to stake the ground. And I opened up the door and right there on the ground was a hammer, literally a hammer. And I just began to weep because he provides. He's so faithful. He's so amazing. He confirms his word through his creation, through creatures, that he knows their mind. He knows their movements. He knows thoughts. He directs their path just as he directs our path. And so I was able to just stake that first stake right there in the U.S. at the beginning of Interstate 5. I just give him praise and glory because that is how he leads us. And looking at those last two verses in Psalm 84, verses 8 and 9, it says, O Lord God of hosts, that's Yahweh Sabaoth, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob, Selah. And he hears our prayer. He heard my prayer. He hears when we're walking and when we're asking and he hears us. We don't even have to make something fancy, but just think and converse with him. That is prayer. And he hears us. He hears our prayers. He hears our questions. He hears us. And verse 9 says, He is our shield, O God, and look at the face of your anointed. And that is us. We are anointed. We are called with a purpose. And David is crying out, Hear my prayer and look at your anointed one. Amen. So we can pray and we can talk to our Father. He leads and guides us every step of the way. He is our shield, our protector. Yahweh, Savayah, Lord of armies, Lord of hosts. He is with us to deliver us no matter what we're going through, no matter what persecution spiritually or by people or whatever form that it is taking in your life, sickness, death, that we rejoice because we know that we're counted worthy to be persecuted, but that we persevere and continue and go to that place of victory in the heavenlies that he has given to us. Amen. Let's pray. Father Yahweh, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it land upon the good soil of our hearts like a seed that will produce fruit. I thank you for your encouragement today. I thank you that you are our shield, that you are our protector, that you go before us, beside us, all around us, that you lead us not in our own strength and man's strength in the ways of man, but you lead us from glory to glory, strength to strength by you and in your kingdom. And as we worship, 
worship you, as we praise you, as we glorify you, as we speak and commune with you, that you lead and guide us on every step, no matter the territory, no matter the situation, and that the doors that you have opened, Father, we will step through. No matter the difficulties or the oppositions, we will continue to take territory for your kingdom and for your glory in Yeshua's mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. I pray this word has blessed you and that you would be mightily encouraged today and that you go forward in victory, in strength today, in courage, in that he holds all things, that persecutions are things that will come and they do come. However, we have Yahweh, Savayo, Lord of armies, Lord of hosts, as a shield about us, as a protector about us, as the one who leads and guides and is with us through all things and gives us victory. Hallelujah. Amen.